Welcome to Full Bloom, the podcast for millennials on a journey to understanding purpose and figuring out what it means along the way. My name is Martina Lindo, and I believe we can learn from each other's experiences and hopefully help each other to bloom and grow into the people we were always meant to be. Your journey to full bloom starts right now. Hey everybody, welcome back to Full Bloom, episode two. Are we excited? I know I am, but I think you'll realize I'm literally always excited, so don't be annoyed. Just just get with it, okay? So first of all, thank you to everybody for your awesome feedback from episode one. Um, the response has been really overwhelming, but also like really satisfying because like a lot of you have pointed out, I have been working really hard on this. And so it feels good to know that, you know, it's appreciated. People are vibing with it, I guess, you know, what, what all the cool kids are saying now. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited and happy to be here. So let's jump right into today's show. Um, in our purpose rant section for today, I've got to get this off my chest. So I basically, let me, let me start over. So basically my husband and I, um, we are trying to buy a house and for anybody who's ever started that process or, you know, been on that journey, you know, it takes a lot, but the biggest thing is just having the money ready. Right. So where we lived before we lived in Buckhead. And if you know anything about Atlanta, you know, we was doing too much. Okay. But I mean, once you get used to a certain lifestyle, you just, you just go with it. So our rent was high. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. So we decided we were going to move, you know, to the south side of town for a little while so we could save more money. So if you know anything about me again, you know that I am the epitome of bougetto and I have no shame in that. I am bougie. I like nice things. I work hard. What, what did Ari say? I, I don't remember what she said. I can't remember the lyrics, but y'all know what I'm talking about from Seven Rings. So we decided we're like, okay, let's move to the South side because the lady that we take our son to, she lives on that side of town too. So it would be easier for us to, you know, drop him off and be closer to home. Cause like right now my commute is like two hours one way. I know it's crazy, but it's worth it because, you know, childcare, you can't trust everybody these days. So when you find somebody that, you know, you feel comfortable with, you go with it. Okay. But we decided we were going to move and we started that process. So we find this place. Um, the rent is cheaper. It's still nice. It's kind of sketchy, but not too sketchy. It has a gate. So that was the thing that sold it for me. It was like, okay, at least there's a gate. Keep all the ratchets out, whatever. Yeah, I know I sound real elitist right now, but that's okay. I'm who I am and we're working on it. So we set the move-in date for like June 8th, but I had to go somewhere. I had to go to a conference that same weekend. So we pushed it back to the next weekend. So fast forward to the conference weekend now, that's the weekend before we're supposed to move. Everything's packed. We're ready to go. When I get back, we're going to move, right? So now I'm like mentally preparing myself to move when I get back. So my husband texts me while I'm on this trip. He was like, yo, my friend just texted me and said there was a shooting in the neighborhood that we're planning to move into. Yep, that was it. It was over. No more moving, no more packing, everything done. And it's not like, oh, there was just like a regular shooting, like, you know, guns firing, whatever. That's one thing. But the young man actually died. God rest his soul. And it's just like, am I really supposed to put my child's life at risk to save a couple hundred dollars? Like, no, it's not worth it. So that was it. It was done. And before y'all start clapping back, I am fully aware that shootings can happen anywhere. You know, you're always at risk for that kind of whatever. However, when you live in a certain area and it's comprised of a certain demographic based on income and whatever, then you are susceptible to more of that. So Yes, I get it can happen anywhere. However, it ain't happening over here. So now we are scrambling. Like when I get back, scrambling to find somewhere else to live because obviously I'm not moving into anywhere where there's a shooting. And another one of my friends who lives over there was like, yeah, it had to do with drugs. Drugs. 
me living somewhere where they're selling drugs. Okay, sorry. I know that sounds really bad, but no, I'm not about that life. So thankfully, I have a friend that works at an apartment complex and I hit her up. I was like, hey, we need to move somewhere ASAP. Like we need somewhere. We literally had three days to find somewhere to move. And so thankfully, bless Jesus, she was able to get us a unit in her building. But that means we got to spend more money because we already paid the deposit at the other place. And, you know, it takes them 30 seconds to take your money, but it takes them weeks to send you back there, yours. Right. So we already paid the deposit. I was like, you know, it's fine. We'll just pay whatever we got to pay to get into this new place. So this is where my rant starts. I told these people, first of all, we wouldn't have found out about the shooting if we hadn't called. Like they were not planning to let us know. When I asked about it, they were like, oh yeah, we notified all of our residents. And I'm like, well, I'm a future resident, literally there now. Why didn't you think it was important to tell me? And the lady was like, well, you know, you don't live here yet. So a lot of complexes wouldn't even, I was like, first of all, I don't want to hear about any other complex. I'm talking to you about yours. Why didn't you think it was necessary to let me know that my safety could have possibly been in danger? So she proceeds and it's like, you know, I'm sorry. We'll send out a check for your deposit, blah, blah, blah. So we've officially been in our new place now for three weeks. Honestly, we're not saving that much, but it's fine. I'd rather be safe than shot. Okay. But now I've been waiting weeks now for this check. Now, mind you, the check is not that much, but it's the principal. So I called her. I was like, hey, we didn't get our deposit check back. So I gave them our new address and they were supposed to send it to our new address. I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep checking. I'm going to be patient. I'm not going to call and, you know, turn up on her just yet. And I was driving and I was like, God, I'm trying real hard to be civil about this. And. But this lady is trying my patience. So in my old apartment complex, they're real raggedy, first of all, because I know all the gate codes or whatever, but our mailbox, like it wasn't working. So I can just like pull it open. So I decided to just say, you know, what? let me go check the old mailbox to see if there's anything in there, because I hadn't checked that mailbox in a while. Anyway, y'all, why she sent the check to my old apartment and You know, I started to get real annoyed. I was like, I verified with this lady more than once, more than twice, the new address. And she still sent it to the wrong place. And I know that it may not seem like that big of a deal, but it is. Because imagine if I didn't go over there to check them out. First of all, like technically, I'm not even supposed to be able to get into that mailbox, but that's another story. But imagine if I had just kept checking my mailbox thinking, oh, you know, whatever, whatever. And because I didn't want to call them again, I probably would have never gotten the check or gotten it after it voided because, you know, it voids after 90 days. So the purpose in this rant today is that sometimes when we're on like our journey to purpose and figuring things out, we keep looking for things in the place that it's not. Like we keep going back to the same place, trying to find something when you just need to look somewhere else. You need to look in a different space in your life, a different space in your mind to figure out why aren't you getting the results that you want? Why aren't things lining up the way that you want them to? See, y'all didn't see that coming, did you? No, I know. But it's it's a real thing. Like sometimes we don't really understand like what the purpose about the purpose of something is rather And we keep trying to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. And so for me, like I checked the mailbox and I know this sounds compulsive, but I literally checked every day because I was like, this lady told me that we were going to get the check in a week and it's been three weeks now. Like, where's my money? And so because of the, you know, the encounter I had with her, I didn't want to keep calling and be a bother. But I also told her where to send the check. So sometimes our expectations don't line up with what's actually going on. Because although I did my part, sometimes people just don't do what they're supposed to do. And so what are you going to do? Get upset and keep fussing with them about it? No, just try a different strategy. Go a different route. And sometimes we spend so much time reacting 
rather than trying to focus on a solution for our problem. And so in my case, if I just kept harping on the fact that the check was not in the mail, then I wouldn't have given myself the opportunity to be like, okay, let me try somewhere else. And so instead of putting so much energy into the problem, focus on finding a solution. And I think that's where you'll get your best result or, you know, become most effective in your problem solving is when you focus on solutions rather than, you know, getting caught up on the things that are going wrong. Because then too, it makes the experience less stressful if you're only focusing on the things that you can control. And so hopefully you can apply that this week. Like if you see something happening in the same way over and over again, just do something different. You know what I mean? Do something different. Which brings us to our adulting life hack of the week. Now, I do have to redeem myself from last week because um, some of y'all definitely called me ratchet for the gas station pump trick. But I'm telling y'all, sometimes things get rough and you just got to do what you got to do. Okay, (laughs) so this week I'm going to give you something a little bit more practical. Um, Like I said, like, first of all, education will allow you to live a certain kind of lifestyle, right? Once you get a job, you know, a good paying job in the corporate space, sometimes as an entrepreneur or whatever, however you get your money. Once you start getting money, you know, depending on your situation, you can just be balling out sometimes. And I know for me, I like to spend money. I have no shame in it. I do. I like nice things. I really do. Like, I really do like nice things. And so... I'm grateful that one that I, you know, have the means that I can say, yeah, if I want this, I can buy it. But that also comes with a certain amount of responsibility, because I remember when I was living with my parents um, after I graduated, I got a job as a teacher and y'all, I wasn't paying like real rent. So I was just stacking up. And honest to God, I can't tell you where my money is. Like I just spent money, like spent, 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 spent. And so you know, now that I'm married and have a child, you know, you have to change the way that you spend your money. So there's this app called Mint that I really think is super useful. And so basically you can check, well, basically you link it to your bank accounts and it kind of tracks over time how you're using your money. And so like, it'll show you in like different bar graphs and sections, like, okay, you spent $400 on food this month or like eating out type food, not like groceries, but just like eating out. And so it's really revealing in terms of like what you're actually spending your money on. And for me, you know, trying to save, it's important to make sure that I'm being, you know, fiscally responsible because you don't want to just be spending money willingly every day. Like I know for me, there have been weeks where I literally bought food every day at work for lunch. And that's just not responsible. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're trying to save, even if you got it, like that's still not responsible. So download Mint. I'll definitely link it in this episode so you can check it out. Um, I'm not sponsored by them or anything, but I do think it's a really good tool to use so that you can be responsible with your finances. So yeah, hopefully that helps. So today's guest is Miss Kadidia Edwards, and she is a gospel artist and singer songwriter. Um, she's so young, y'all. She's like, I think, 23. And she has this keen understanding about who she is and her purpose on this earth. And she's only 23. And I just think it's amazing for her to have this kind of focus so early on because I feel like if I had that kind of focus at 23 I could have you know set myself ahead a lot further (laughs) but I just really enjoyed this conversation with her because she talks so much about knowing her purpose and understanding what it means to be a child of God and be somebody on a mission to spread his gospel so y'all listen and let me know what you think
All right, y'all. So I'm so lucky and blessed to have with me today Miss Kadivia Edwards. Um, and in case you don't know, she does want you to pronounce her name correctly. Kadivia, <laughs> okay? So, hey, girl, hey. That is so funny. <laughs> Listen, people have been, like, mispronouncing my name literally all my life. So I felt like it was time to like, kind of tell them, like, okay, it's Kadivia, not Kadivia, yeah, not anything. Like, just read it. I know when my husband and I were coming up with our son's name, like we were originally going to give him the name from the Bible mm-hmm. and spell it like the biblical way. But I was like, nah, because see, the rest of his life, he's going to have to be correcting people and saying, that's not how you pronounce my name. And I was like, I don't want to be responsible for that <laughs> at all. <laughs> right. But we're so excited to have you today talking about your Talking about you, like all the great stuff that you're doing. Um, yes. A new EP, is that correct? Yeah. I can never tell the difference between like an album and an EP. I just feel like it's, feel like it's just the amount of songs, basically. Like even I don't have like the exact like definition for it, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's just the amount of songs. So if it's just like five songs and it's called an EP, if it has like eight, then it's an album. I'm not really sure, but they told me it was an EP, so I kind of just ran with it. So you just ran with it. Okay. Right. In case y'all are wondering, the track that is um, in the intro and the outro and, you know, kind of interluding throughout the podcast, that is her song. And I'm so grateful that she, um, you know, wanted to be a part of this. And, you know, the Lord is going to bless her greatly. Amen. <laughs> so why don't you just tell us a little about yourself? Um, so yeah, I am 23 years old, just turned 23, Aries baby. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm originally from New York. Um, basically, you know, I'm, I have a church family, so, you know, I've and a singing family. So um, I've been singing all my life, whether it was in a choir, on the praise team, singing solos. Mm-hmm. My dad used to put me on a chair and I would like sing when I was like three years old. So basically been doing this literally forever Mm -hmm. um and just you know took the step uh to become like an official artist and record music and release it um and it was really uh it was an interesting journey because you know being the age that I am you know we're trying to figure out who we are what our purpose is and I basically just told God like if this is something that you want me to do like you have to open the doors. And if you open it, I'm definitely going to just walk through it. And that's really just how it happened. You know, just meeting people, the way that happened was crazy. You know, yeah. like, um, like I'm in a circle of like amazing artists and amazing producers. And it just, it kind of makes no sense that I'm connected to those people because, yeah. you know, I didn't know them all my life. And it kind of just happened just the way it happened. It just seemed like it was really ordained by God. So, you know, yeah, I just walked through the doors and yeah, I've been doing it for, I want to say like two years. I've been like recording and I have one, uh, one project released and, you know, a lot of people are blessed. A lot of people, I get messages so often about how, you know, it's blessed people. And, you know, I'm just super honored to be used by God in that kind of manner. You know, Mm -hmm. like I never want to take it for granted. Like it's those little things, like, you know, even with this podcast, like you're blessing somebody with, you know, what you're doing. And it's like the fact that God downloads these ideas in our brains, like it's, it's crazy. And I'm super grateful that he chose me, you know? And I'm, and I'm so impressed by you in a lot of ways that you are able to recognize what the purpose and plan for God that God has for you and just be so fearless in pursuing it. I mean, what kind of inspiration or, I mean, I guess, where do you get the courage or the audacity in a lot of ways to be like, I don't care how old I am or what people are expecting or what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I know that this is what God has for me and that's what I'm going to do. Like, how did you get there? First of all, (laughs) I am scared. Okay. I am more than terrified. I'm so terrified. So terrified because you know, um, just with the little things, like I'm not, you know, where I want to be vocally. So Mm -hmm. that's such a huge insecurity for me. Like, you know, my voice cuts out on me so often. Like every time I'm supposed to like sing somewhere, my voice just doesn't work. And, you know, I just feel like 
you know, I have so much growing to do and it's just not my time. And I guess the mindset of just like, there was really no way for me to question if it was God. Because like I said, I said, is this something that you want me to do? You got to open the doors. And he opened the doors uh, the way he did, which is why, like, I guess maybe that's why I'm kind of just, I seem like I'm super duper confident in it. Yeah. Um, because he kind of gave me no room for doubt. So um, it was kind of I like think that. that's a really good place to be, though. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I just feel like, yeah, I mean, we read stories in the Bible all the time about how God picked this person or pulled them down or like, you know, like Paul on the road to Damascus, like knocked yeah. them off the course or whatever. And it just sounds like for you, it was more a position of surrender rather than a fight to do it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, and that's really what my whole, like, that's one thing that I also try to focus on is like, just surrendering to the will of God. Like that's really what's, what it's about for me. And it's hard, bro. Like yeah. so hard because you, like I have my own way of how I want to do things. Like, you know, places I want to go, things I want to do, like relationships I want to keep. Yeah. And it's hard, but you know, you, when you understand that it's, it's worth it, like the stuff that he wants you to do, like he yeah. will never stare you wrong. So it's, it's just a trusting kind of relationship. And so I feel like, where do you, I guess, what do you attribute your immense faith? That's what it sounds like in God. Like, where did that, where did that start for you? Um, that's, that's a hard one. I guess, I mean, I don't know. I feel like, you know, I've I've been in church literally all my life. So I've seen the stories, I've heard, you know, other experiences, I've, you know, heard the testimonies. And Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't say like, I ever hit that part of my life where I was like, that rebellious child to, you know, try to go out and, you know, try to discover another, yeah, I've never (laughs) tried to find like another God or try to, you know, be all of the world, I guess. Like, it was really just like I experienced him for myself, so I know it's real. Yeah, and I and honestly, like that's okay. That's the perfect answer because I mean, I think I'm a lot like that in the same way where I grew up a PK. I was in church constantly. Like there was a time in my life where I was in church five days a week, and that just that's all I knew. And so, I will say though, for me, one of the traps that I fell in was like because that was all I knew, I took it for granted in a lot of ways. And so it wasn't until I went to college and I had to like start making a lot of choices on my own that I think my relationship with God became something real for me. And so I guess for me in asking you that, like, has that understanding always been there for you? Or was there like a turning point or a moment in time where you were just like, no, I know this God for me. Like this is this is me and him all the way. Um, if anything, I would just say as I grew, as I um, was able to think more for myself, as I mm-hmm. just became more mature um, in understanding. And I feel like just as time went on, it just became more real because I was experiencing stuff. Yeah. You know, whether just, you know, just I had no choice but to rely back on what I already knew, you know, yeah. what the word says, what my parents said. So it was really just, it was more like that. I wouldn't, I'm not, I can't really think of like anything specific. You know, my parents say like, ever since I've come to Florida, they see like a huge, like spiritual growth. I don't really see it that much. I feel like it's the same. <laughs> I think it's the same, but, you know, maybe it is like, you know, my change of environment and kind of being out here on my own and, you know, not having, you know, my mom wake me up with prayer and stuff like that. Like I kind of had to do it by myself. So it could have been that, like, you know, being in a whole nother state and not having like, you know, my foundation and I kind of had to just do it on my own. Like, so that that definitely could have been it. So, like, in this whole process of you, like, moving to another state, you know, as you said, becoming a real artist, which we're going to get back to, um, <laughs> what do you think for you is is your purpose in all of that? Like, where do you, where do you see purpose um, in terms of your ministry, your artistry, 
your relationships, your friendships, like if you had to define that in one sentence or one expression, what would that be for you? What is Kadidia's purpose? Um, I guess and it's great if you don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm still trying to figure it out, but I guess it's overall kind of just just being real with it. Yeah, like being brutally honest. Like the fact that I was saying, like, yo, the will of God is 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 not fun it's kind of annoying (laughs) because it's extremely annoying because i just want to do what i right i want to do what i want to do and like it's just being real in that aspect and you know like it's kind of like that just showing people the real side to it and the real experience and the you know i don't have no deep story it's just it's this isn't it's not all that fun the yeah, way really that they, that. you know, pe- the older generation, they try to make it seem like, you know, it's sweeter and sweeter as the day goes by. And <laughs> no, it's, some days are not sweet. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's so important for us to be, like, real about that. Yeah. Because people like to put on, especially in the age of social media, like, you can be whoever you want to be online. But in the real world, it's like, that's actually not what's happening. Mm-hmm. And so I think to be grounded enough to, for you to be able to say that is a reflection of, I think, your understanding of who you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's a good place to be. Um, and you talked about, like, you know, not having a really deep story. And I know a few years ago you did experience a really bad loss. Yeah. Um, and how do you think that has, you know, affected you in terms of your, your inspiration and your music and just kind of how you're living life now? Um, it has impacted me in a way, like, it has its bittersweet moments. And sometimes, Mm -hmm. like, I definitely deal with a lot of guilt because, you know, my brother was the one that was really pursuing music. And it was never something that I wanted to do. Um, I even stopped singing for, like, a very long time because it just just wasn't my thing anymore. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, I feel like, I wouldn't be doing this if that didn't take place. So, you, you know, do, so I feel like his death has a lot to do with your pursuit of this part of your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like, you know, part of me also feels like, you know, if God wanted to happen, he would have made it happen any other way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He could have been here and he could have just, but I feel like this is just the way that he, you know, the path that he chose. And um, mm-hmm. so me like recording music and releasing it, that, definitely would not have happened if I don't want to say would not have happened but it it might not have happened the way that it's happening now right 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 definitely Mm -hmm. so um that's definitely how it's impacted like you know me pursuing this part of my purpose because I don't think it would have you know taken this you know path that way yeah um do you think it's safe to say that you're blooming through your pain and your loss yeah yeah definitely definitely and then in terms of that, like, how do you keep yourself grounded, like, in in your pursuit of your artistry? Like, what what kind of, what's your practice? You know, some people like to pray and read their Bible when they get up. Or some people like to listen to music and, you know, clean. I don't know. What kind of things do you do to help keep yourself, like, constantly in the mode of being inspired? Um, I kind of just go with the flow of my day. (laughs) Like, I wouldn't even say that there's like a consistent like thing that I do. Um, Right now, it's like with being inspired. Wow. Like, all right. So I'm I'm going to this. You write a lot of your own stuff, right? Not like. No, I wouldn't even consider myself a writer. Like the sun is shining. (laughs) That was just God. I don't know how he did that. Okay. And (laughs) (laughs) your will, that was also just another, I don't know how God did that either. Um, I I hear a a theme coming from you that you really don't want to take ownership of of what God is using you to do. (laughs) You want to go ahead and say a quick prayer for you, sister. Listen, I would just never, I don't know. I just... Maybe because of the expectations that I have for writers, which is why I would never consider myself a writer. Like okay. that's fair. I that's think fair. that's what it is. 
So, okay, let's rephrase the question. In terms of you being inspired to write, not as a writer, but to write, how do you get into that space? Yeah, I just drive and God legit just like gives me a melody. He honestly gives me the melody and the words at the same time. And Mm -hmm. that's it. Like, it's no process of me, like, you know, having to clear my head. And if God wants to speak to me, he's going to speak to me and he's going to give me the song. (laughs) Mainly when I'm driving, because when I drive, I'm kind of like, you know, just thinking and kind of just observing, you know, what's around me and stuff like that. Um, But yeah, there's no real, like, there's nothing to it. It's just God, like, if he wants me to know something, like, he wanted me to know that the sun is shining where I'm going. And that was that. Yeah, no, that's that's such a beautiful moment of like inspiration, Mm -hmm. and I swear that play that that album plays with me every morning when I go to work. (laughs) I'm not exaggerating because I just feel so uplifted, and so I think for me, when you can have that kind of impact on people, um, it one says that you know you're connected to your purpose, and I think a lot of us are striving to get there where. The things that we do, the things that we say, you know, what we put out there, it's Mm -hmm. helping somebody else to do what they're supposed to do. And so I guess for me, I just wonder with you, what are your expectations for your artistry? Like in terms of how it will impact somebody, what do you want it to do? Like, you know, we talk about the idea of legacy all the time. I know in my house, that's that's a big thing for us is that we want to leave a legacy, not just for our kids, but for their kids too. So what for you do you want people to take away from anything that you put out there? Um, wow. These are some cool, intense questions. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Don't be intimidated. It's fine. You know, know the answer. It's in you. <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'm geared to the people that are already in church. Not necessarily saying that I'm not towards the people outside of church because I've had mm-hmm. people outside of church say how inspired they are by me. But I feel like my journey is really to just inspire people in church to keep going. Yeah. Like that's what I want to be about, yo. Like keep going i know it's annoying but keep going like it's worth it like that's what i want people to like i just want people to like you know they finish listening to my you know music or anything that i write or whatever and just feel like all right i can go a whole nother day i can go another week Mm -hmm. i can go another year feel inspired like feel like god hears them feel like god is there you know like yeah Wow. So do you feel burdened by that at all? No. Mm-mm. Oh, no. Not burdened at all. Because um, I find joy. Like, I want I want that. Like, so it's, I feel a burden. Maybe burden just has, like, a negative connotation to it sometimes. Yeah. Like, and you feel like if it's a burden, it's bad. <laughs> um, but no, it's not necessarily a burden. I wouldn't say that. I just feel that it's important for people to get to the place where the things that they're doing bring them joy. The things that they're doing brings brings them a sense of peace, a sense of fulfillment. Because yeah. I feel like a, a lot of times we kind of do things just for the sake of doing them or just because somebody expects us to, you know, work this job, go to this place, yeah. do this thing. And we're not doing it because that's what we want to do or because it it it's connected to anything that we're supposed to be doing. And so I guess in trying to figure out, you know, who we are and why we're here, quote unquote. And I know that sounds like, oh, super deep, but it's oh, like, for real. It, it's a real thing. And something that I think if we can figure that out now, before we say get to our parents' age, then I think we're in a much better place. Definitely. Definitely. Like it's too many people that are in our parents age like constantly having regrets and oh I wish I did this different or I wish I Mm -hmm. pursued this uh you know goal or whatever and it's just like we're in that perfect moment to do so like you know it's never too late so you know I definitely tell my mom too like the stuff that you want to do like do it just do it do it so you know but we are in that perfect time you know that perfect age you know, bracket to definitely just do it. Like,
Yeah. So I thinking about brings me to another part of what I like to call living my best life. Um, so for you, what does that look like? I mean, in terms of the overall, not just in your work or in your artistry or in your ministry, but what does living your best life look like for you? Um, I would want to say just like, just being comfortable in my own skin. Mm-hmm. Um, truly learning to love myself. Um, just waking up, like knowing that I'm pursuing my goals and I'm pursuing my purpose that like, you know, definitely not that I'm growing, especially mm-hmm. too. Like I never want to be stagnant. I never want to like look back at the previous years and be like, there's been no growth in this area. So I definitely want to like living my best life would mean like growing consistently yeah. in every area, like whether it's spiritually, whether it's, you know, emotionally, whether mentally, you know, physically, like, just always growing, always mm-hmm. growing, always learning more. Um, yeah, that would be living my best life. I, I concur a hundred percent. I think that that's important to always, it just keeps you grounded. Mm-hmm. If your, your focus is not on something material, mm-hmm. but something inward. Yeah. Um, so I, and I feel I really, like when you're focused on your inward and when you're growing in that way, like the stuff around you that you want, is just easier to get. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm, you know, loving myself, if I'm confident, if I'm growing and stuff like that, like, you know, I will walk into that job or interview with the confidence that I need. Like I will be learning consistently so that I can achieve my goals. You know, yeah. all of that, like it really, but it starts within, which is why I didn't initially say, you know, living my best life is, you know, having my, you know, the job that I want or, you know, the husband or the house, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it starts within, because if you're not good within all these extra stuff that you get in this kind of, you know, like it's good, but it can be better if you're happy inside. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. You said something earlier about like, just deciding to become an artist um, and that you had stopped singing for a while. Mm-hmm. What made you feel like you weren't an artist before? And you know, what's crazy. I definitely thought about that when I, like after I said it, <laughs> because I didn't want people to think that I was trying to say, like, if you're not recording music or releasing music, then you're not mm-hmm. an artist because you are an artist before you're like putting anything out. Because right. all the creativeness starts in your brain. <laughs> and that's, you know, that's what makes you an artist, not releasing. So definitely want to co- correct that. But um, there just wasn't a desire to do music. So I feel like that's probably what did it make me an artist before. Like, there was no, like, I wasn't even trying to sing. Like, you can ask a lot of people around me, like, mm-hmm. ask me to sing somewhere and I'm saying no. Like, were you not confident in your voice or yeah there was no confidence not just in my voice just overall like whether it was Mm -hmm. my parents all of it like I just wasn't confident at all and yeah I just wasn't really trying to sing so I was definitely like no I'm good well I'm I'm glad you've had an epiphany (laughs) speaking of epiphany (laughs) uh what was the inspiration for you know the title of your album or EP, whatever have you. Yeah. Um, both the title and the subtitle, because I think they're both well stated for you know the songs that are on there. Yeah. So uh, basically, like how I've been saying, how like my whole journey is really like you know discovering my purpose, and you know I guess God kind of just was. I guess I had the epiphany that the only way for me to find my purpose is in the will of God. I'm not gonna find it anywhere mm-hmm. else. Only God could really tell me what my purpose is and why I'm here. Um, so yeah, that's why I, the real I really originally just wanted uh, the title to just be my purpose as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, after talking to my team and stuff like that, they kind of was just like, well, they told me to choose a word, and I chose epiphany. You mm-hmm. know, because you know, yeah, I definitely did have an epiphany into what it meant to uh, find my purpose. And I feel like I might keep the my purpose, his will kind of thing and kind of just change like the title as time goes on. No, yeah, I, I really like that. It has a very, it, it just keeps you grounded again. Like mm-hmm. it, 
the idea of like knowing you are not completely in control, mm-hmm. but you are in control because he's giving you control. And I, I know that's like completely cyclical, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say. So I think that's a really good place to be. And so you said earlier, like you really want to inspire people that are already in church, kind of the, you know, the, the church folk. Yeah. So that means you, without a doubt, identify yourself as a Christian artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Because I think a lot of people, there's a certain artist, I won't call his name just because <laughs> you know, I don't want to be shady, but... You know, he went through this phase where all of a sudden he was like an R&B artist. But we know he's the gospel. Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's something to be said about being okay with identifying and wearing the banner of Christ. Mm -hmm. Because that's missing a lot in, you know, our our generation. Everybody wants to be politically correct and, you know, they don't want to be offensive and, you know, they don't want to block people out. But I think there's something to be said with you know, a young person fully embracing the name of Christ. And, you know, even if like, so like my music will always be, you know, Christian based, you know, I'll always, you know, say Jesus, God, refer to my father in my songs. But I feel Mm -hmm. like based off the feedback that I've gotten from the first project, like there have been people even outside of church that Mm -hmm. have connected to it. Yeah. So I feel like that's even crazy how like, you know, I'm talking about God, but you who, you know, the probably don't even go to church, you know, probably don't even believe in God, feel connected to what I'm singing about. Like I that's amazing. Yeah. No, yeah. I think I think that's also a testament to the power of salvation and mm-hmm. and not even salvation, but more the the connection that God is able to bring with people through his children and through the work that he does through us. Mm-hmm. And so it transcends the idea of religion and it connects more to your spirit and right. Right, your right. soul and all of that. So mm-hmm. I, I do think you're absolutely right in you know, pointing out that people from any walk of life can be affected and inspired, as they like to say, by your music. Yeah. So I guess my last thought would be for somebody who is an aspiring artist or wants to be able to pursue their purpose as courageously as you have, what would be your advice to them? Just do it. Like, don't you know, like, <laughs> you or something. Cause like, you just got their slogan all like branded. In your spirit. <laughs> Yo, for real, like just do it. Don't overthink about what you lack. Because that will be your make like your biggest like barrier. Like yeah. just do it. If this is something that you are meant to do, mm-hmm. like God will legit open the doors. Yeah. Like this Absolutely. is what like He's your father and He put you on this earth to fulfill, you know, His plan for your life. So if you're thinking about what you can't do, what you lack, you know, how you sound, you know, your painting may not be as good as this person's. Definitely don't compare yourself and just do it. Do the work. Pray, you know, ask for, you know, guidance and all of that and just do it. You have to just do it. Like, there's really no other way, yo. Girl, there's no other way. There's not a real answer outside of just do it. Because I know for me, like, I am the queen of excuses. Well, actually, you know what? I will say this. I was the queen of excuses. Right. Yes. Yes. Uh, And it's just like we give ourselves all these reasons why we cannot do something at that time. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, I was standing in my way for so long. And once you decide to just do it, I think you got to be in that moment and just go with it and just make it happen. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's a perfect a perfect sentiment for the kind of space that you're in is yeah. to do it. Yeah. So thank you so much. You, you're so inspiring. <laughs> this is great, by the way. Like I'm super happy you're doing this. Y'all it's dope. Thank you so, so much. So, so much. I, I, I enjoy the encouragement, honestly, trust me. <laughs> so before you go, we're going to play a little game Ooh. and I like to call it growing up millennial. Okay. So the idea is, I feel like you're at the very, very end of that spectrum, though. 
You were born in like, what, 99? Oh my goodness. <laughs> wow. I know. I just tried you. I did. I just tried you. I know I look little. Okay. No, yeah. I have a baby face. People think I'm 15, but I'm 23. It's work out for you when you're like 60 and they're like, oh, girl, you, you just had 30. <laughs> right. It definitely will be clutch. I was born in 96. Okay, so you you count. So let's go ahead and find out how millennial you really are. Oh, listen, this is no good. Um, Okay, let's go. All right, just do your best. Do your best. (laughs) All right, so what social media site allowed you to play music on your page? I told you you wasn't a millennial. I told you. Oh, okay, you got it. You got it. Oh, you tried me. Ooh. I did. I need to stop trying you because it's not right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the next one. What is the official name for the hashtag sign? Wait, what? <laughs> official <laughs> name for the hashtag? What is, yeah, like what's its real name? The hashtag. Oh, has like, a, oh the number sign? Like, that's yeah. true. The yeah, what sign. is the number sign called? Oh, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> It's called the pound sign. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yes, it's called the pound sign. It has an okay. actual name. But the number sign is also the name for it too. No. Not, yes. not this. It's kind yes. of like it's an aside. It's We're gonna see a- what the listeners say because <laughs> it's 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 both. It's the number sign and the pound sign. Right, I'm I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna give you half credit. Like we got <laughs> in school. You get half credit. All right. What or rather, who was the fourth member of Destiny's Child? Back in the day. Ooh. Um all right. I know this. It doesn't um, sound like it is. I do. <laughs> I'll give you a Was it Latoya? Yes, good. Latoya, you got it. I do. All right, I'm going to give you two more, actually. I have a bonus one for you. Okay. Um, Let's do this last one first. So name three Nickelodeon TV shows from back in the 90s. Oh, my God. See, did I say you have anxiety? All right. Um... Back in the day, like all that was that on Nickelodeon? Okay, that's yep, that's one. Um, Rugrats. Rugrats, uh huh. I feel like my sister's right here, and I'm definitely about to ask her. No, uh uh-uh, uh, no cheating. <laughs> no cheating. You got one more. Come on. Oh, because all right, if it's all that, that means Keenan and Kel, too. Yep, there you go. <laughs> uh, all right, so because you're a gospel artist, I need you to name two Kirk Franklin songs from the 90s. Because that's what everybody was listening to. There's two I'm thinking of in particular, but I'm going to give you any if you can come up with two. Um, can it be with the choir? Or does it have to Yeah. Be? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, now behold the land. All right now. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's the one. Um, ooh, silver and gold. Yes. <laughs> silver and gold. <laughs> All right. I was thinking more like stomp and melodies from heaven. Like You see. Are- no? Yeah. I mean, okay. All right. Yeah, that, that too. Well, congratulations. You get to keep your millennial card. You did answer correctly. Good job. (laughs) Um, I guess before you go, can we expect any new music anytime soon? Oh, Lord. Anytime soon. I want to so bad. But the way my pockets are set up and I'm going to grad school and recording and mixing and mastering music is yeah, so expensive. <laughs> hey, look, y'all. Go ahead and give them your, um, your cash app and let's send this baby some money. So we because. can get this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if anything, I'll probably start with a single so that it's not like a huge gap in between you know projects. Um, so I might start with a single or maybe just like release some covers or whatever. But okay. you'll hear something. Well, we- 
forward to that for sure. Um, where can we find you online? Um, on Instagram, it is K double underscore C H R I S T E L. Um, on Facebook, Kadidia Edwards, K A D I D I A. Um, I do have a YouTube channel, kind of, sort of. I don't really be on there like that. <laughs> but mainly Instagram and Facebook. If you want to link me, hit me up there. You know, I really like to talk to people. So, yeah, yo. All right. Well, thank you so much again. And go work on some music. Okay. Yes. I'm, going, I'm actually going to New York uh, next week. So I'll try to fit in some time to, you know, record something. We'll see. All right. Well, we're <laughs> looking forward to it. Yes. Yep. So that's Miss Kadidia. Um, she's definitely an energy that I enjoyed being around in conversation because, again, she just knows her purpose and she's so unapologetic about her walk, her purpose, and God's will for her life. And I think that anybody who can be so full of purpose like that, so young, definitely is going places. And so from bloom to bloom, my hope for you this week is that you take some time to be reflective and really dig deep into figuring out what it is that brings you joy. What is it that brings you that feeling of fulfillment, that feeling of, yes, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, or something that just sparks passion or curiosity. I think a lot of times we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to figure out exactly what it is or what that one thing is. But sometimes we just need to start at the beginning and say, what do I like to do? I think one thing we can learn from Kadidia is she had a knack for singing. She grew up around it. She enjoyed it. And so she kept doing it until it became, you know, her whole life. So I hope that that helped you and that you can now find a way to bloom. Okay, well, that's it. End of episode two. Um, so excited to continue on this path. And please send me some messages. Let me know what you think. What are some things you would like to hear? A lot of the feedback so far has been that you really enjoyed how honest I am. And I think that that's the most important part about this whole space is that we're honest with each other and honest with ourselves and our, on our journey. And so please send me emails. I'd love to hear from you and let me know what you think. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And I'll see you next week so we can bloom in purpose.